This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Sonia Etchemendi of Etch Your Life. And Sonia will teach us the value of living your life with a grateful heart and how this inspired her to savor moments from a tin can. excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store select the life strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. When you subscribe to Everyday Leaders, you'll be entered into our monthly giveaway to receive a round to it. If you need accountability in your life, this is a great way to start. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader in your life. Mindy, I am super excited. John Maxwell, girl, you are on 50 and 50. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. How are you today? I am great. You are getting ready for some big things that are happening in your life. And I just wanted to have you on the program to celebrate everything about your life that you're now wrapping into this uh, venture and this journey to share with other people. So thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Oh, it's so fun. When I met you a couple of years ago, maybe a little bit longer, I had joined the John Maxwell team, and you were one of those people as the the bright and shining sunshine that was coming through on all different kinds of posts, and I thought, man, I really need to be connected to you. And we started following different groups, and part of those led to Facebook Lives and us just following people and Part of what we learn through leadership training is that we can really get ideas and get inspiration through the people that we are surrounding ourselves with. And I think for both of us, that kind of speaks, you know, volumes for kind of what we've gotten ourselves into. (laughs) (laughs) It does. (laughs) It does. And and so how we connected and, and soulfully connected, I continued to follow you. And, and we have supported each other through all of these growth journeys. And so I want you to tell our guests today that are listening, Sonia Echemendi is all about leadership. Your life has been designed to inspire and influence the world. And so take us on your journey, Sonia, of what's happening in your life today and what's influencing you to become even bigger and greater inspiration in the world. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'll start with my book that's about to be released. Oh, it's so exciting. (laughs) Probably 
this is probably one of um, one of the uh, largest projects I've ever done in relationship to the impact that it's going to have on people. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. And, um, you know, I was part of the Hubble uh, telescope that went up. I was one of the contract negotiators, and that was big, and that's affected a lot of people. But my book, Ken Can Moments, is going to affect people on a totally different level. On a totally different level. Yeah, and and because when we talk about, you know, the journey for how you discovered it, how you named it, all of these things that I think, you know, knowing your history and our listeners are going to get to know that today, but connecting to you because you really are about spreading your own inspiration through, through whatever you can connect to people. And this book and this creation is really, that's leaving your legacy. Well, what's interesting is that I've not done this by myself. And I truly believe that God puts us where we are supposed to be. And until my husband and I um, reconnected after 30 plus years, uh, my life was going on pretty much like everybody else's life goes on. You get up, you go to work, you earn a salary, you come home cook the meal, do the dishes, it all starts again the next day. But um, when my husband and I reconnected back in 2012, it was a magical moment for me because I felt like I was, I hate to use this expression, but I don't know any other way to put it. Um, He is my soulmate. And I mean that uh, in that he's my spiritual rock. We have the same uh, goals in life. And when we married in 2012 is when 10 Can Moments actually started, Mm. I thought, (laughs) in that we got married and we decided to renovate our home inside and out, which is stressful. And I am an incurable optimist. My husband is an incurable pessimist. And that's why we click so good together, because we have a great communication and we can say to each other, wait a minute, you're flying off in rainbows and unicorns, and you're off here being just really hard. Let's meet in the middle somewhere. And we thought that was a very stressful time, and I couldn't take the stress any longer. So there was an old tin can in the kitchen. I don't know why it caught my eye, and honestly, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but I grabbed the tin can because we were in the middle of renovating and finding things in all places. And I told my husband, I said, I need to end each day on a positive note. I cannot stand all the stress going on. Plus, there were things going on in our families. And so I asked him if he would just at the end of every day, because I didn't want to hear him complain and I didn't want to complain. I said, let's just write down one good thing a day. I don't want to know what you said. I'm not going to tell you what I said, but let's just write it down stick it in a can, and be done with what happened that day. Mm-hmm. That was the original plan, and that's what we did. We started in mid-August of 2012. We did that every day, and then my husband said it made him feel better. It made me feel better. And then Christmas came along, and then New Year's Eve came along. Now, my husband and I do not go out on New Year's Eve. It's the one day of the year we stay home. And that particular New Year's Eve, we were kind of bored. So 
So I told my husband, I said, hey, let's get the can and let's read the notes. We got all excited, like two little kids. We get this can <laughs> and we started randomly pulling out notes. I didn't know if I was going to pull his note or my note. We started reading them out loud. And Melanie, I have to tell you, something magical happened that New Year's Eve. We laughed. We cried. We talked about things that we didn't know the other was going through or thinking about. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible New Year's Eve. It was so good. I kept the notes. I just didn't have the heart to throw them away. I threw them in a Ziploc bag, and I wrote 2012 on it. And then I decided to label the can. We decided, let's do this for another year. <laughs> and I wrote a, a, a label on the top of the can. It said, good things, one good thing a day. Do not open until December 31st, 2013. Mm. And we continue to write these daily notes. We would leave the can on the table. And the last one to put the note in, we'll put the can over to the side. So we wouldn't have to say, did you pull out your good thing today? We just knew it had happened. Mm -hmm. 2013, New Year's Eve, we did the same thing. We laughed. We cried. We talked about things that we never would have talked about had we not read each other's notes. And then the same thing happened 2014, 2015, and 16. And you know what they say? And I found to be true. If you do something different every single day, they say for 30 days, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. Well, over these years, writing these 10 can moments became a habit for us. And I would, at the end of the year, put the notes in a Ziploc bag. I'd pull the label off the can on the second year and started sticking it on the bags. I never knew what I was going to do with these notes. But I wanted to do something special with them. Meanwhile, my husband and I are starting to just, when something happens, we would think of the positive. What, what, why is this happening? And let's see if we could pull a positive out of it. And 2017 was an unbelievable year. And little did we know that our tin can moment process was getting us ready for some unbelievable events that happened toward the end of the year. I ended up in the hospital on life support. Mm -hmm. I was on life support for eight days. And I will tell you that the first day that I was admitted to the hospital, they put me into a coma. And they told my husband, these, these were the exact words my husband said, the doctor said to him. He said, unless your wife has had a hard life and is ready to leave this world, all we can do is put her on life support. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because my husband knew that I was not ready to leave this world. Mm -hmm. So he said to the doctor, you do what you have to do. She's not ready to go. <laughs> Hook her up. <laughs> She's not ready. Hook her up. So my, <laughs> Hook her up. I love my it. My family. My family came down, uh, the John Maxwell team, girl, there were thousands of people praying for me, I found out after the fact. And in my room, there were flowers from people I had never heard of. I didn't know who they were. But when I did open my eyes, I didn't know what had happened. I just saw my daughter standing there looking at me saying, Mom, Mom. And my sister was there crying, saying, Praise God. And, and I couldn't turn my neck 
because I had a port in the side of my neck, but I could feel my husband holding my right hand and I could feel the love. And I thought, this is the most peaceful, wonderful moment I think I had ever, ever been in at that point. And then the work came, had to go to in-hospital rehab. I kept writing my 10 can moments because in-hospital rehab is not a hotel, and it's not like being in a regular hospital. They are trying to get you acclimated to society again. I couldn't write my name. I couldn't feed myself, you know, slobber running down. It was really, I had no energy strength in my hands. So I had to go into in-hospital rehab, and I actually ran into the physical therapist nurse last week who remembered this. We had such a great moment last week. She remembers I was writing these notes every day. I was trying to find the positive out of this horrible place I was in. You know, they're waking me up at 5 a.m. and not letting me have coffee <laughs> until I've gone to physical therapy. And it was just, I'm trying to think, what, what can I pull out of this that's positive? She did a treatment on me one Sunday afternoon. I was very angry because we were not supposed to have physical therapy on Sundays. But she came into my room and she said, I have something I want to try on you. I've used it on stroke victims for years. It takes months and sometimes years for it to work for them. And she said, even though you have not had a stroke, I think you need that switch flipped in your brain. Will you come into physical therapy? I was irritated, and I thought, yes, but I'm going to miss my husband. It's the only time he can come spend the day with me. Went to physical therapy. She put me through these treatments for a couple of hours, and then she said, here, write your name. And, girl, I could feel the switch go off. Wow. I felt it. I could write my name. She brought me paper. I was tearing paper. It was an unbelievable tin can moment for me. Because I knew that all this terrible stuff, it was really bad going through in-hospital therapy. But it was getting me to that point and allowing her just take me and do what you have to do with me. And, you know, isn't, and so, that, well, isn't that funny? Because when you think about being able to trust someone, right, trust someone in that moment, that they want to say, if you have the capacity to believe in me, I want to try to help you do something that you may not have the power to see, but that you, if you, if you can trust, right, and I can guide right. you, then I'm going to get you to a better place. And, and so that's what we think about, you know, rehab, rehabbing our life, rehabbing our health. So many of mm-hmm. these instances that you've experienced in the last few years, Sonia, have, they're just, um, they're kind of like that exclamation point in your life. (laughs) It's like, here, I told you. Some of them have been, looking back, they've happened so that I go quiet, Mm -hmm. so that I go still. Mm -hmm. And unless someone, unless you've experienced it, you honestly don't know the power that is to, to have God put you in a position to where you are forced to be still, to be quiet, and then if you stay aware and you're receiving of what he sends to you, it is amazing what he sends to you in those times. Mm-hmm. So when I got out of the hospital in 2017 toward the end, I thought, wow, it's a good thing we've been doing these 10-can moments and 
I got home from the hospital and threw all my notes in the can. And I thought, oh, that's what I've been preparing for. That was the big thing. And then the end of that year, we had an event happen at our home that was so horrible. My husband and I almost broke up over it. Um, it was between my dog and his dog inside our home. They attacked each other, blood everywhere, blood on the wall. It was really horrible. And I blamed his dog. He blamed my dog. We had to put my dog down. Um, and it, I can't even express how horrible that situation was. We, this was the week before Christmas. Mm. We didn't talk before Christmas. We did not have a Christmas. We didn't talk. It was, I think, the only pocket of time in our relationship that we didn't give each other a kiss at night when we go to bed, which is real important. We didn't talk at all. And then New Year's Eve came, and I sat there thinking to myself, well, we're never going to do this tin can stuff again anyway. Might as well read the notes. And so I broke my silence, and I asked my husband, I said, well, we might as well read the notes. Do you want to read the notes? And he goes, sure, why not? We pulled the notes out, and much to my surprise, I had always thought my husband hated my dog, and he always thought I hated his dog. Well, there were notes in that can from the beginning of the year, silly notes, like I would write down, you know, Dennis thinks that I can't stand Jackson, and I love it because he little does he know how much love Jackson gets during the day. <laughs> and yet at night I would go, get that dog off of me. I don't want that dog near me. Mm -hmm. And I would just kind of like, my dog's better than your dog. <laughs> but during the day I would love on Jackson, and I just for some reason – for some reason, it just became my dog, your dog. Yep. Well, I found out that my husband actually loved my dog. Aww. And he pre said things like, I'm so thankful that Sonia has Spike here to protect her during the day when I'm gone. Aww. We live out in the country mm -hmm. on six acres, and my dog Spike was my guard dog. Nobody would have gotten past that dog if they tried to do anything to me. And he, so my husband would write those notes in the can saying he was very thankful for Spike and, and that uh, he didn't have to worry about me. Now, Sonia, think that about that, that gratitude, right? That moment of clarity mm. is so that was unbelievable. powerful and man, very powerful. And so we went through the notes, we reconciled, we, we also were able to put that event and the other events of the year into perspective, mm -hmm. and that we're here today. We're here today, and what are we going to do with today? We've got to find that special moment, and we found that special moment that New Year's Eve 2017. We knew the importance of that can. We knew we had to continue it because... We said to each other, we had no idea what God has in store for us, and we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. And the 10 Can Moment notes had pulled us together in two big situations that, that could have turned out bad. So we continued to do the notes. And then last year, 2018, I was on Fun Friend Friday with Eric Reed, who obviously had read the website, and I noted on the website that my husband and I wrote notes to each other, and he said, tell me about those notes. Mm -hmm. So I started telling him, and I ended with saying, 
I don't know what I'm going to do with all these notes in these Ziploc bags. I've had them for years now. I want to do something special, but I just don't know what to do. I really want to add value to people. <laughs> and Melanie, I think you were on that call. Yes, I, I was. I know you <laughs> and, and then uh, someone, we don't know if it was Eric saying it or Diane Dick typing it in, <laughs> but somebody said 10 can moment. Mm-hmm. And girl, I had a rush come over me. I mean, it's like my body flushed. I said, oh my goodness, I'm going to steal that 10 can moments. So I wrote it down and I thought, that's it. These are 10 can moments. Mm-hmm. So then people started typing stuff. We started talking about a launch party during that call, you know, having yep. started writing the book. Uh, uh, Gail Frankel is going to make a tater tot casserole <laughs> for me at the, at the book signing. And we were having fun with it. Someone said, oh, you need to have 10 can moments for school children and, and all, you know, not just the Christmas can, but all kinds of cans, a Mother's Day can, all these cans. And meanwhile, I'm writing all this down and I'm filling up. Melanie, I'm filling up mm-hmm. with an unbelievable desire to uh, use the purpose, use my gift to add value to people, use those notes, use that process. And I knew I could, I knew I wasn't alone. I knew I wasn't. But I didn't know, I didn't know where I was going with the book. I thought it was going to be a book about the notes. Mm-hmm. I really did. But you know and what? I even thought Let I me was... stop you. I want to stop you because so many times we do things in our life that we're just not even aware of. And like you said, <laughs> when God stops us and says, slow down, I want you to pay attention to this. And now you've done something just to kind of give back, to add value to Eric's, you know, fun friend Friday and and just talk about the things that you know best. You're the expert in. You've experienced this. And from you sharing, that inspired others around you to take note and think, you've got something really, really special here. You've got something that you don't maybe even see yet. And I think that's so neat about your journey is because when you put yourself in environments with the right people, they want to help you. They want to be your cheerleaders. They want to help you create the next step in your journey because they see it too. And they see the energy and the authenticity that you have around it. And so... <laughs> my tribe right now, the people who gathered around me that day on that call changed my life. Mm-hmm. They have all created this book. <laughs> They've been for me and with me and pushing me behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget one time I called Eric. I was on a, a trip, and I called Eric. I was all all in a, a – I was having a hissy fit because I couldn't figure out how to design uh, the Mother's Day can as I'm driving. <laughs> and Eric had to say to me, you don't need to be bothering yourself with that right now. You need to write the book finish the book. Mm -hmm. And another writer that I was talking with, Daniel Gomez, I told Daniel Gomez, I was concerned about my graphic artist and how we were going to do this. And he said, stop it. You just need to get your thoughts out on paper. You don't need to worry about all of that stuff. It will come together. Mm -hmm. God had to quieten me again at one point (laughs) so that I could receive people. Mm -hmm. I met people who belong in this book that I would never have met had I not been quiet in those moments when I 
I was forced to be quiet. Isn't it so um, true? We think we think, okay, so right, we have a vision. And many people may say, listening to this, oh, I've been inspired, and I've thought about that, but you know it is. I get caught up in all the details, and then, you know, I just figure that it's not the right time, or it's not the right signal, or I can't do it. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, your message through this is the perseverance of staying true to knowing that this is going to be something bigger. This is going to be not just a tin can moment for you and your husband to share that story, But now what you're doing next, Sonia, I want you to really tell people what this has done for you in the community, the other things that you're developing. This is amazing. This is amazing. Oh, I have to. to, Are you talking about the school kids? Yes. Girl. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I am so wrapped up in Tin Can Moments. It is my life right now. It is about the formula I have discovered. In that if you have a positive attitude and faith, you can overcome anything. I don't care what it is. Because our attitude is the one thing that we have 100% control over. It does, we choose a bad attitude, that's us choosing it. We have a good attitude, that's us choosing it. It's, it's up to us to choose that attitude. And you couple that with faith. And girl, anything can be overcome. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, now, someone had joked on that call back a year ago, it'll be in September, about doing school time cans. And I didn't know how to do that. I, you know, I'm a grandmother. I just went to my last grandchild's high school graduation. I've been out of the school system for a long time. And let me tell you, it is hard to get in a school system if you're not connected in that school system in some way. Very hard. So I kind of thought, well, that's a great idea, but I'm not sure that's something I can do. I went one day and met with a local charity that my husband and I support, and I wanted to tell her about my book. And she loved the Christmas can idea. She said, I want to buy a Christmas can. I want my husband and I to start doing that. And then I told her about the school can. And I said, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. I know it will work. And I'll tell you in a minute, Melanie, why I knew it would work. But I said, I don't have a connection. And girl, she looked at me and she said, well, let me tell you who my good friend is. He is the superintendent of schools in our community. I will get you in to see him. Mm. And I said, are you serious? And she said, yes. She got me an appointment. She went with me. You know, you're lucky if you can get 10 minutes, 15 minutes with a superintendent of schools. And so we only, we only were scheduled to be there 10 or 15 minutes. We were there well over 30 minutes. This superintendent got it, and this is when he got it. I told him that I retired from the Environmental Protection Agency Mm -hmm. in Boston, Mm -hmm. and I was in contracting. So my office funded all the program office projects. There was one project office that was having a lot of difficulty launching the the, uh, project that they wanted to launch. They, They couldn't put enough money into corporations to buy into it. Nobody was interested. So I will never forget the day that one of the girls on the team said, well, why don't we take this into the schools? Why don't we take it into the schools and and see see what happens? Maybe students will get it. Mm -hmm. And students are creative, so maybe they can change the program and maybe they can help us find a way that we're not thinking. They took the program into the local school district. And the students grabbed it up, 
they were creative, and then they were challenged to take the program home and teach it to their parents. The schools brought into it, the, the administration brought into it, and so now it was time for the students to train the parents. And guess what that program is called today? <laughs> it is called the recycling program. Mm -hmm. And it started by taking that concept into the school, into the youth, into the future of our country, and saying, what do you think about this, and how can we make this work? And it's the same way with 1010 Moments. If we can't, not if, but as we're taking this into our local school district, we are actually going to measure attitude. Uh, and my big, uh, my the big point I wanted to make to the principals that the superintendent, the superintendent picked a special school for me to roll this out in for this next school year, and it it is being rolled out. And uh, when I met with her, I told her I don't want to put extra work on your plate or your teacher's plate. Let's see what you already have in place for measurement. Let's see how we might be able to tweak that a little bit and get some real-life measurements on attitudes. And we've outlined the process. Uh, I am meeting with all the teachers of this school on August 5th. I took a sampling. I asked her to tell me what kind of can she wanted. I had in my mind what kind of can to do, <laughs> but and it wasn't what the principal asked. So my husband and I have been producing these cans in his garage. <laughs> we ordered a bulk <laughs> box of cans from a can company. The principal told us what she wanted, and after we messed up about 20 cans, we finally figured out a good process, and so we've been mass producing in my husband's garage these cans. I'm glad you can't see my hands and the paint <laughs> all over my hands, but we took the sampling of cans when I met with the, um, the principal last week, might have been last week, week before, and she loved it. Mm -hmm. It was the size can she wanted. It was the vision she had. She was so excited, uh, and so she wants me to brief the teachers on the 5th and how we're going to roll it out. Now think and, about uh, that. Now think about that. Thinking of an idea, using your past experience, knowing that kids have so much influence to be able to mm -hmm. change things in the world for, for a permanent fix, right? Mm -hmm. Influencing yeah. at a different level, having the ability to have the connections because you were open to the possibilities Mm -hmm. Working through all of those, not sure, but let's try it. Let's keep failing. Let's figure it out. 20 cans wasted. Let's keep going. Let's present this. That now didn't it, matter. Now it's a product. Now it's going to create so much influence and so much legacy for that one child, for that one student, for that one teacher that says, wow, if somebody had not have done this, I wouldn't be able to have this kind of outlook, this kind of attitude, this kind of thought process behind, mm -hmm. behind whatever it is they may be dealing with because you're going to give them an opportunity to now be involved in something that's inspired you. That's what life is about. That is what our purpose is. <laughs> so and when I say I don't do this alone, none of this I've done alone. Oh my but that initial meeting with the principal, her assistant was sitting there. And when we got finished talking about it, she said, well, I think the teachers might like mm. to do the 10 can thing too. Is that possible? Mm. And I said, absolutely. 
So here we are now. All the teachers have a special colored can. Even the staff, even the paras, everyone in this entire school building will be participating, including the school mascot. It's this gorgeous dog <laughs> named Jasper. And I've taken pictures of Jasper so we can highlight. He's got a bigger can than anybody else. <laughs> so the students can drop notes in the can and how Jasper's played a role in them doing something good that day or something positive that day. Um, so the entire school is part of this. And the superintendent said, when we get the data, we're taking it further. And so I feel the recycling program all over again. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I know that the, it's not going to work for everybody because we're all humans, but it's we only need to touch one child, mm -hmm. just one. Mm -hmm. uh, if we touch one child and measure an attitude change in that child, I will be thrilled. But I have a feeling we're going to touch more than one. Absolutely. It's going to be like a, a tsunami, you know, as it hits. That feeling, mm -hmm. that grateful that grateful heart, that open mind of the possibilities of when you start doing and creating that action. Like you said, 30 days. It takes 30 days to be able to create a new behavior. And so mm -hmm. at the beginning, it may feel a little bit uncomfortable for everybody. But right. once they right. start embracing this as a group, think about how this school, the school in the community, is going to be able to influence maybe another community and, and maybe another community. And, and Sonia, this is going to be much bigger than just your tin can moments, your messages in your tin can on your kitchen table. Oh, I have no doubt. And my husband and I talked about the potential for this to get so big. I've been asked by parents in other states that they want this in their schools for their children but we have to have data to go forward. Mm -hmm. So I told my husband, I said, we, you and I cannot be in this garage painting cans, going through product until we find the right product. And so this, we came up with a way to involve communities in this project. Once we have the data, we're going to go to places that I have gone to before to, to help uh, find Live to Lead, to help be sponsors for projects I've had. In, in the other area of my life, I'm going to go back to those local businesses and say, sponsor a child. Mm -hmm. This is the cost per student for the tin can. This is the cost per student to uh, for the possibility of creating a positive attitude out of that student. You know, how I, many uh, do you want to do you want to sponsor? You know, I sit here and I think about the John Maxwell team because we're part of that tribe. And the mm -hmm. Youth Max programs and all the things that we're doing now to inspire youth um, coming across, you know, the having a specific leadership conference for the youth and the possibilities mm -hmm. of what this can create to blend those two services. And never knowing, right, what the possibilities are for you to be able to introduce this out with Nick Fajoyek and John Maxwell and to every single school system across the world as we do Global Youth Initiative. I mean, there are so many things, Sonia, that this is going to open up to you. I feel in my heart. Oh, I, I, I feel it too, but I also know it's all going to happen in God's time. Yep. And um, I had, had to tell someone a few days ago, they really wanted me to come up and get this started in this next school year, but... Um, Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. Mm -hmm. It's taken months 
of getting in to see the superintendent, actually connecting with the right person to get me in to see the superintendent, and then the time to get into the principal. And then I think the process is going to change with every school. You know, I'm going to be gathering data. What worked? What didn't work? Uh, what were your high points? What were your low points? And tweaking that process all along the way to make it good for the students and the teachers and the staff. And so this is all going to happen in God's time. Um, once a month, uh, Dennis and I will be giving 10% of the book sales to a charity. And so the other day I thought to myself, well, you know what? If a charity knows that, that they're our next charity, maybe they would send a volunteer staff to help us paint cans. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your month. Come help us produce cans. Mm -hmm. Maybe that way they can play a role in in rolling this out. I don't know. I'm open to anything. <laughs> anything. I'm even open to what that charity is going to be called. <laughs> you know, but that's the great. I actually posted yesterday what I thought it was going to be called, and I didn't get a good reaction. And I thought, no, I'm going to call it that. And then I thought, wait a minute. Let's just sit back and let it happen. <laughs> see what it's going to be. You know, you never know. You but, never know. Uh, it's it's huge. It is huge. It is huge. And the uh, the process for the Mother's Day can brought me to tears. I mean, I sat here as, as a mother, as a grandmother. I sat here and I cried because I have no doubt what the Mother's Day can is going to do for mothers, grandmothers. Oh, I'm just can't wait. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just overflowing it's so and I'm amazing. so appreciative to people like you Melanie that that get it and and you want to help get the word out I'm so appreciative because um like I said it won't be for everybody but just think of the people that get it yep. well, think of the people whose lives are changed well it's think of so the people important. who are going to have moments to face like Dennis and I have faced and all the people I've written about in the book, real people with real tragedies who took that formula. They didn't know they were doing it, but as they told me their story, that formula came together. The attitude, the faith, they overcame. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's one story at a time. And it's it's your story. I told so many people, you know, don't give up on your story if you're stuck in the middle of it. Keep going, mm -hmm. keep getting through it because there is a sense of inspiration that you're going to find in the middle that's going to get you through to the other side. And you just may not be there yet. You know, you just need to keep pressing on so that you can have that, that sense of, of silence, like you said. You know, it's that, that sense of everything's okay and I can make a good decision about the next step. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. so important that people can get to that point. And so things like what you're doing, I think it's so encouraging. And, and I know this backstory. So if we were on camera today, Sonia, I know that where you're sitting is in front of this stained glass window, the stained glass piece. Yeah. And I know it's yeah. in your book, but I want to I have you tell our listeners a little bitty clip of what they're going to experience in the book, and why that window is so important to you. Okay. I was writing the book one day, and I was stuck. You know, I'm, I'm interviewed people, and I'm stuck, and I, I sit at the table that overlooks this. Uh, it's a two-feet-by-five-foot uh, stained-glass window in the dining room, and I was looking through the stained-glass window, 
and magic happened in my head all through my body. I looked at that stained glass window, and I remembered when my first Ken Ken moment happened in my life. I was 10 years old. Now, this stained glass window was in my grandmother's house in a little town here in Arkansas. And I would spend summers with my grandmother. I called her Granny. And that stained glass window for me was always part of my granny's house. You could see it pulling up and I would go in and just a beautiful old, I mean, it is old, still got lead in it. They don't make them with lead anymore. And um, one summer when I was visiting my grandmother, I was nine turning 10 and I was going through something that no 10-year-old child should have to go through. I was being sexually molested. And I felt at that moment I had no one to go to, but I was very close with my granny. I was sitting in the middle of her living room floor crying. Just I just I couldn't stop crying. And my grandmother said, Sonia Mae, she always called me with my middle name, <laughs> Sonia Mae, what's wrong with you? And I was crying so hard I couldn't talk. Now, you have to get a visual on this. My grandmother was built like an Amazon, big, big, big woman. But she got down in that floor with me. I don't think I've ever since that day, I don't think I ever before or after saw her get in that floor. But I was a mess. She got in that floor, and she put her arms around me, and we rocked back and forth. And she said, Sonia Mae, whatever it is, you just, you know, you, when you get ready, you just tell me what it is. Well, I ended up telling her. And her reaction was uh, something I had not seen. My grandmother was a great Christian woman, but I saw something in her eyes I don't, I don't think I ever saw before. And she looked at me and she said, Sonia Mae, I promise you this is not going to happen to you anymore. It, it's not going to happen to you anymore. And you've got to let it go. Well, I didn't know what she meant by letting it go. You know, how many times have you heard that? Let it go. She said, let it go. She said, let's pray. Let's pray to Jesus. Let's pray that he takes this from you and that you never go through this again. We prayed. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of this stained glass window is a crystal. It's a, it's a good-sized um, oval-type crystal. When we got through praying, the sun was shining through that crystal into my eyes to the point it kind of blinded me. I had to turn my head. And my grandmother said, do you know what that light is shining through the window? And I shook my head no. And she said, that's, that's God taking this away from you. Mm -hmm. he, he's letting you know. Let it go. He's here to take it. Give it to him right now. Just let it go. And I did. And I was never molested after that. I often wondered, what did my grandmother do? Mm -hmm. But it never came up. I was never molested again, and that was a tin can moment for sure. Um, the, the evil abuse stopped. I found Jesus that day. You know, I had been to Bible school and did all the fun things in church, but I didn't know Jesus, not till that day. And it was life-changing. And so as I looked at this stained glass window, which my, is the story behind how we actually took that out of my grandmother's house after she passed and after my mother passed, and we wanted to keep it in the family. 
And so my husband has built this incredible frame and has put it in our dining area. So as I looked at it that day and I remembered my actual first tin can moment, I started writing that in the book. I was afraid I would forget it. Is that crazy? I mean, I hadn't thought about it in years, and I was so afraid at that moment, if I didn't put it down on paper, I would lose it. And then I realized my annual Christmas can design that I had been battling with, you know, it's got to be special. It's got to be special. I realized the design of that Christmas can must be the image of my grandmother's stained glass window. So I found someone through people that God brought to me. I found someone who did a mock image of what that would look like. And I, I just got chills over my body. I thought, this is, um, this is carrying on my grandmother's legacy. It's leaving a legacy to my children. Um, and so that's how we came up with the, we, me, God, whoever is involved, <laughs> Granny. That's how we come up with the design for the uh, Christmas can, my first tin can moment. Wow. And that's going to be sold out. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, <laughs> because every single person that hears the story that understands that purpose, it's one going to connect to how mm-hmm. they can start their own story with their family, their own legacy, their yes. own special moments of strife. We all go through these 365 days a year. We all have 24 uh-huh. hours in a day, but it's what we do with the hours that we're given right? Mm-hmm. It's the life right. that it's we not only what we do, but it's, it's the ability to capture the good stuff. Mm. And that's what you hang on to. Have you met people that walk around resentful? They can't let something, they're so mad at people that they just, um, oh, they're just so negative. Those people can also change. They, they can, they can um, decide to think positive, but there's a process they have to go through to do that. And I've got that in my book, too. It's about forgiving. It's about letting go. It's about not holding resentment. And it's about a choice. You can live your life that way, or you can live your life this way, which sounds better. What a great way to end this session, Sonia. You are an amazing friend, an amazing spirit. I Oh, my <laughs> friend. Girl. You've been part of this. This is you've been, I mean, so inspirational. I, I was listening to your one of your podcasts this morning. It's like, oh my goodness, where did she find these people? <laughs> You're in my life. That's where I find you because you inspire me to do the things, and that's where we all connect, right? This community uh-huh. of like-minded individuals that come together to say, I want to help you. I want to support you in your purpose because what we're all able to do as a community is so much greater than what we can do ourselves. And and you are just the epitome of the story. So I wanted to celebrate you. I really appreciate you coming back on and, and sharing everything from scoop to nuts <laughs> and and really from your there's heart. there's a lot more to share too. Oh, you have to buy the book. <laughs> son, exactly. Buy the book. We're going to put this link down here. You can um, purchase this book. You can pre-order this book. And uh, when this is launched, we're going to have a big launch party. So we're going to be really promoting this. But uh, I wanted to just bring you on here to celebrate you, all that you've been through, and and have people connect 
to your journey because there is so much more to be done. There's so much more that we can do to help you impact the world. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative of the people who jumped in this bus with me <laughs> and um, we're, we're riding and we don't really know where we're going, but we're just going to keep going forward. Every day is a new day. Forward. So tell us um, 10 can moments. Tell us exactly where we can go online, how we can get the book, how we can connect to you. Okay. The book is in pre-launch. So you can go to 10 can moments. That's a plural moments book, B O O K dot com. And when the book is launched next month, that will turn into 10canmoments.com. The website's being built for that. And uh, at the launch, we'll, we'll um, launch the website as well. But for now, it's 10canmomentsbook.com. Perfect. And Etch Your Life is your company because... Yes, my yeah. husband's in mine. Etch Your Life, LLC. Find us on Facebook. We also have a Facebook page at yourlife.com. It's being revamped, so I think it's still accessible right now, but it is being redone so that we can marry the two, uh, the Etch Your Life and 10 Can Moments. Um, but, yeah, feels good. Feels, feels good to use your gifts that God gave you, and I feel that's what I'm doing. It feels awesome. If you want to make a statement, an etch in your life, that is just the perfect statement here. <laughs> being like Sonia, being an everyday leader, stepping into your purpose. This is what God designed you for. And he told you your life isn't over yet because you've got so much more to do. So, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, girl, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being an everyday leader. And I, I celebrate you today. Thank you, Melanie. God bless. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.